go out to LA. Somebody needs to do a song for LA. Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Count my nose, smoke up. I'm from California. Where you from? So what? I'm from California. 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 This is Los Angeles. Where we going? Westward, ho. What up, y'all? It's your boy BTG, BTG for president. 15 minutes later, <laughs> I am here with my extended uh, dysfunctional podcast family, uh, Bianis and King Kunta, from, also from uh, Black on Both Sides podcast. So 15 minutes later, trying to get things situated, I want these fellas to um, basically break down their show and talk about the network that I'm from. We're from the same, I told Jamie Mack, we're from the same uh, network, Vagina. That's right. That's right. You know, we be sharing drinks and everything and going to the bathroom. Like, if BTG come <laughs> to my house, use the bathroom, I don't clean it down, wipe it down, or nothing. I just like, hey, man, did you use the spray? Cool. Bianca did a really great breakdown on our of what our show was last episode of Black and Both Sides. Essentially, I was a problem in the slack room, uh, yucking everybody's yum, talking about, you know, almost lightweight hotep stuff, and be honest, realized I needed an outlet to, sp- to spew my bullshit, so we came on Black on Both Sides. No, but seriously, Black on Both Sides is an attempt by myself and be honest to discuss mostly issues in the news, um, issues in society that affect us as a black people. Now, we don't get there straightforward. We usually take a little detour, but when we get there, it gets pretty hot and heavy quick. And we, our goal is to talk about issues such as politics. Uh, it could be politics, it could be Kardashians, it could be anything. Uh, but it's from two different perspectives that are both black, but both very different in how we get to where we get. You feel me? Sometimes you get to the same place. Sometimes we don't. But regardless of which, they're both legitimate black opinions and views, which shows that, you know, what you already know, we're not a monolithic people. Yes, that's my take on yes, it. Yes, we are. We are so monolithic. And that's what my problem with the whole show is. This is to be honest. What I wanted to say was the reason why black and both sides was necessary was because black people are absolutely a monolith. So somebody has to speak up for the people who don't think everything is racism, mm-hmm. we don't, who doesn't always support Black Lives Matter regardless, who isn't rooting for everything black. There has to be another voice out there. Somebody else has to say something when the fuckery is just at an all-time high. And that's what black on both sides is. King Kunta, by his name, you know exactly what side he is. That's the... (laughs) That's the hotel side. That's the bro tip side. And he's always very strong. I, I think I've been winning him over, Baylor, though. I think every now and then there's a glimpse of, oh, logic works here. But most of the time, it's always on that black power, even if it's wrong. And I'm the, the voice of reason. And that's how I see the show. He tried to make that shit politically correct. That is not what it is at all. It's, a, it's an all-out dogfight for right and wrong in the universe, good and evil. So so I feel I feel like we, I feel like we might we might not get to <laughs> we, Sir, we might not do, get an answer here. Sir, do I get a rebuttal? Okay, let's go. How many times you want to talk, King Kuta? How many times I, you want to say your side? Act, that's how you go act in front of company? Oh, I'm company? 
We try. No, your Shit, listeners this is are. Your listeners. No, your listeners are. Your listeners are. We trying to win hearts and minds, and you coming with the separatist divisiveness. You know what? Just like a white you know, person, all the way one hundred, like we do on black on both sides. Be honest, is wearing a hat. I am surprised that the hat is not red and doesn't say "Make America Great Again." That's all I have to say for now. Thank you. <sighs> So I see with today's topic that we're not going to be able to get any type of answers here. And the, to- <laughs> the topic of today is black culture. Yes. Uh, where, do- where-, where does it come from? What things do we need to eliminate from black culture? And, and-, and are you guys fine with snitching? Hell no. Oh, see, yes. <laughs> this is the this is the problem. <laughs> this is the problem. <laughs> look, look. Now let's not let's not be too niggerish, and let's start in alphabetical order. Be honest. What is black culture? Black culture is um, well. Okay, I look at it like this: American black culture, if that's what we're talking about, is different than just black culture overall. American black culture is a hodgepodge of. A lot of other cultures where we're where we're trying to find where we fit in the world. A lot of times, black people uh, think that they're the smoothest, coolest thing walking the earth, and they're thinking that everybody's copying them. But really, we're copying a lot of other cultures as well. I think black culture is really just a mix of a lot of things, and through our experiences here in in, in America. King K. All right, that hell no was directly at snitching, specifically of the dry snitching variety. Um, Black culture. Black culture is a melange of many different things because we are a people from many different places. We are a diaspora. And here in the United States, black culture really comes from all over the world. It could be, you know, black Afro-Caribbean. You could have, uh, you know... Africa from Africa proper. Uh, you could have, you know, Creole. That's also part of black. All these things are part of black culture. It's a gumbo of things. But at the same time, although it takes from many different things, it's still very distinct. It's something that's distinctly us here in the United States. And I'd actually disagree with you, to be honest, because I think that black culture here in the United States affects black culture everywhere else in the world. And, you know, people, you know, like, for example, Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland don't sell shit here in the United States, but I bet you that album is going to blow up over in England because they love black culture. So do, so do Zippo lighters and blue jeans, though. Zippo lighters and blue jeans, you can... You yes, can, can you let me talk? Can, can you let me talk? It's not your turn. I mean, let me talk. So that's what I think black culture is. I think that it's a mixture of things, but it's a certain style that we as black people have that make it our own. Kind of like Creole. Creole is a perfect example. I'm done now, be honest. That's my full answer. <laughs> Baylor, Mr. Baylor the Great, I'm back to you, sir. I'm, try, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look down the future and see if we ever come to a, you know, <laughs> are we ever going to agree? Here, it don't look like it because Bianca got he, a problem with the whole thing. He said, the exact, he said the exact same damn thing as I did. It's a mixture of a lot of different things. He just tried to put it, oh, but no, but Kelly Rowland sells in Zimbabwe. No, man, come on, man. Zippo lighters and blue jeans sell in Zimbabwe, too. I, I, as a person who's traveled the world, knows that if you have a stock of Zippo lighters and blue jeans, you will be the man no matter what country you go to. That's a, that's a fun fact for you travelers. 
Listen, I didn't say Zimbabwe. I said England. I was very specific. I said England. That was an example I was giving to the people of what I was talking about. By the way, did you see that new Kelly Rowland album cover? Mm-mm-mm. Okay. All right. So what about this? I'm talking about the black culture stereotypes and think that the, the the way we talk, the way we dance, the music we listen to, the he has to be a basketball player uh, or, or, or a oh. hip hop artist. Okay. Um, I, got, I got a better answer right. for you then. That that yeah. comes from the the need to be different, because I think I think that just like religion was forced on us when we got to this country, there's a need to be outside of the norm and outside of what you know I guess the status quo is. So black people have figured out a way to completely change a little small detail about everything to kind of make it our own. So that's where the uh, Ebonics comes from. That's where, you know, dressing a little differently. I'm, you remember back in the 90s when people used to turn their clothes around backwards and wear them, and that was cool? It's, it's really just it's just the counterculture of America. So black culture is, to me, the counterculture of white culture in America. Whatever mm. it is that y'all doing, we're going to figure out a way to do it differently and better. It's almost like turning the cross upside down. It's not counterculture, man. What you talking about? Black culture is American pop culture. Always has been. Always will be. That's because Americans, white Americans, don't make anything. All they do is appropriate everything else. That's so you're ridiculous. welcome. That is so fucking ridiculous, man. It's it's factual. What black, are you talking about? So you're saying black people are better at dancing and singing? So what the fuck, man? You sound you sound like a white person that hates There's black people. There's a reason why. Be honest. <laughs> if you want to break it down, if you want to talk about slave mentality and genetic structure and the code of people you get here that may or may not be more inclined or attuned to certain things such as physical feats or such as particulars you know there is breeding as if they were plants you wouldn't you can't forget slavery there's a reason why we've evolved as a people to be very good at certain things off the rip that just is so you're saying that black people are were created into being better entertainers is that what you're saying I think that certain traits were bred and, and certain traits were uh, were wanted to continue. And so just like plants, just like dogs, so the, you can't forget slavery. The thug, so we the are a product do of... Do we get the thugging trait too? They, they put that in us too? That's a societal issue. Oh, that's okay. different. So that's uh, that's peacocking. That's the proud monkey. That's, you know, that's, you know, shucking and jiving. That's all the gold chains. That's the look at me, I'm special. Look at me, I'm important. Look at me, I'm not like the rest. <laughs> Baylor. That's the need for... <laughs> Be honest, can you let me finish? Baylor, he said cock. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're going to be the entire show. See, you got to be... I'm trying to be respectful of the platform, be honest. You can't be acting this way on other people's shows. You're right. Anyway... Anyway, so I, I think that that's a deep-rooted need for us to want to feel special or important or unique. That's multiplied by the fact of where we came from. It's not unique to us, I'll say that, because other people want to feel specially unique. That's just what it means to be an American in this culture. Me, 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 me. But for black people, it's exacerbated. I've used four $50 words. You're welcome. So, with that said, <laughs> apparently we have a problem with the black culture. Yeah. Do we have to eliminate some some things from the black culture into in, in order to get it correct? Can we start Absolutely. with some people? Yes. And nigga at the bottom of my screen for one. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? King Kuta doesn't use the N-word. Not true. King Kuta always uses the N-word. Is the N-word a problem? Used to be. 
I don't think so anymore. You know what? That's funny. I had the same conversation with my mom just two days ago. And yep. I think that, you know, I had gotten to a place, be honest, knows this. You may know this. I've talked about it in the Slack room. I've talked about it um, maybe on my on on some show appearances and definitely on Black and Both Sides. There was a time where I didn't use the N-word. So I thought it was backwards. I thought it was derogatory. And I thought we had moved past that. But the last four years or so, I would say maybe three, three or four years, I'm wrong. I'm dead wrong. Because regardless of whether or not I use the N-word, there is, in any given room, that's what people are thinking about me, whether or not they're saying it or not. So if they're thinking it, I've now taken the position that as long as the culture is going to use the N-word, and we as a culture are going to know what we mean when we use it, I'm going to put that back in my vernacular. I'm not going to explain it to anyone that's not part of the culture. When I say part of the culture, I don't mean little pump. I don't mean... Takashi 69 I don't mean these non-black people, these uh these Ricky Martin Puerto Ricans dropping in bums. I'm not cool with that shit. I'm talking about the fat Joes. I'm all right with that one. But in general, if you if I gotta explain to you when it's okay to use the N-word, you can't use it. And I'm okay with that. Well, what about this? Do you code switch? Meaning if you use Absolutely. the if, if you use the word when you're around your 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 white friends or associates, do you hesitate on using the word? Absolutely. You do the same thing we all do. We all, everybody on this podcast works in the, in the real world with, you know, some of us corporate America being, uh, Baylor, I apologize. I don't, I don't necessarily call what you do and that's none of my business. I know you're not like Tommy. You do that a job. I sell dope. But I think my neighbors think I'm selling dope. Like coach. That's, that's like real facts though. Um, but in any event, yeah, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I work in corporate America. I'm not going to sit up there. No, Absolutely. Now, with me and another coworker, we wait to that boardroom clear. Oh, we in each other's office. All of a sudden, yeah, we start talk. We we code switch. We go back. But you know what? So does everybody that's not from here. So you be honest. Um. What? <laughs> I um. I don't think there's anything wrong with the word nigga because it's just a word. It's it's really what what you make of most of the stuff. I think that the the problem, and I'm not even sure what the question was anymore. So could you give me the question before I say anything else? Really, really. Well, basically, no. Basically, that the 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 nigga word came off of. Uh, apparently, we have a a problem with black culture. So there, is there things that we need to eliminate from ah. the black culture? To, to get it correct And then we brought up The word nigga Okay Cause this nigga Talked for five Wakandas And I forgot What we was talking about Alright so I think that um, There may be the need To eliminate Much of What is considered Quote unquote Black culture Only because when, in, in its conception When it was a When it was a I mean inception Where it was We're gonna do The counterculture thing A lot of the stuff Is, is one Illegal or it's hinging right on the border of being illegal. So where you have being black as being negative. So I think that uh, there are some people who need to be eliminated. And to me, that's the bottom. Okay, let me give you an example. GE, General Electric. Y'all both familiar with that company, right? Yes. General Electric for a long time, the reason why they won was because they eliminated the bottom 10% of their employees every year. Every year they came back, they did an audit. Whoever the bottom 10% performers were, fired, gone. I don't know if we should kill them, but maybe, I, I don't know, something. 
they may already be in, in prison, so it may not even be a problem. But I think that there needs to be somebody. We need to start calling people out, man, because what we're what we're doing is we're rooting for everybody black, and those that bottom ten percent they're pulling us all the way down. For instance, right now, Baylor the Great, how is your microphone set up? It's it's set up on a stand, right? Yes. You gonna do this? Hold on, That's hold what on. we're gonna do. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I see where we're going here. <laughs> you gonna do this right now? <laughs> it's set up on a stand, right? There's no yeah. way there can be any interference. You know exactly where to keep your head. You have headphones on, so it's always perfect, right? Here's the uh-huh. thing, right? <laughs> if you look, if you look at my FaceTime video, you see there's a mic stand. I have on headphones. There's a separation of my audio to the audio that's going in the mic, right? You see that? Yes. Now, now, if we have to look at the bottom 10%, <laughs> Kikuta, <laughs> the dude with the blackest name on the podcast, is holding his mic. He's on speakerphone on FaceTime. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so at the end of the day, Kikuta, you the problem with black culture. <laughs> you, are, you are the bottom 10%, sir. <laughs> This That's how we're going to be. <laughs> how we're going to do it. That's okay. That's King, all right. King K, I literally just seen you get up to go get the mic stand. <laughs> right. So that's the problem. It's there. He has the mic stand. It was already purchased and paid for. Like it's in his house. He chooses, though, to hold the mic because that black folks always got to do it different. Like that's not cool. I don't want to be, I don't want to have this, this lame mic stand up on my desk. I'd rather do the counterway and just hold my mic and bump it against my beard and Turn away from it sometimes That's that's what I mean So yeah We need to start At the very bottom And that'll be To me that's an easy Easy get rid of We just get rid of All the bottom 10% man And that means Every year we're getting better As opposed to right now Where we're just breeding Imbeciles sometimes Did, did my co-host Refer to me as the bottom 10% And then I And, and an imbecile To, to well, us now Is that what in, happened? In this application It'd be about 33% But I'm gonna just say 10 Because that's where I started and it's all because you didn't have your mic stand up. And we literally seen you put it together just now. And you've known about this for more than 24 hours. Wait, 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 wait. You the one that wanted to record this over not FaceTime. Baylor was very clear yesterday about how he was going to do this. You're the one that wanted me to grab to record through how we normally record our podcast. So, sir, you that happened in the last 12 minutes. You don't normally have your mic stand up. And you don't normally have headphones either. <laughs> this is how you normally record. So it's cool, though. Because when I'm with the people, you know, it's like you remember when Usher recorded recorded that uh that Let It Burn album, and he was like butt naked in the studio. I gotta be comfortable when I'm making podcast magic. To be honest, in the podcast dojo, you know this, man. All right, Marvin, you know yeah. this. Black culture. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. It, it don't come out right. You know, it's like your grandmama's recipes. If she followed, if she wrote the, the 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 recipe down, you followed it line by line. I bet you what, it's still not gonna taste like grandmama because she's putting some stank on it. She ain't told you. What? You got to freehand some stuff. That's 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 black. That's not black culture. That's black soul. I'm. This is soulful. This is this is this is a soulful podcast that I'm doing. I'm freehanding it. So, since we don't have an answer about black culture, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Like one, one more. So, there are a lot of things about quote unquote black culture that need to change. Mm-hmm. However, the truth of the matter is, if we really dig deep into how some of the more problematic things came to be, we will find out that they did not originate from black culture. And, for example, right now in the music industry, where everyone is dressing like a genderless person. Skinny skinny jeans, everything, you know, long long flowing skirts, uh, dress shirts and stuff. 
all the all the tattoos on the face and everyone's homogenous. That's not black culture. That is that is part of uh, of something that was pushed on, in my opinion, uh, to the music industry that was adapted from where. You know, there from a, where. But it seems like our culture. Might is, start it, with little Wayne. Our, our culture seems like it's the front page of it, though. Right? Okay, let me ask a question then, Baylor. Because here's the thing. Here's a, here's the thing that I always, I, man, this kills me. So, makeup and all these crazy. Wait, you your hat's killing me. What the fuck, man? This this crazy garb and stuff, right? So, black folks claim that we're Egyptian. They claim we do. I don't know why. Because everybody no, no, black. No, no. Hold some on. Do. Hey, stand hey, by. Some do. Stand by, sir. Stand by. Everybody claims that we're from Egypt. So if you go back and look at the Egyptians, they had on face makeup and blue and blue eyeshadow. These are dudes now. Blue eyeshadow and earrings that collect from connect from their ear to their nose. The Persians were the same way. Like, this is not black or dark skinned people were dressing like this centuries ago. So I don't know that it's necessarily something that was forced on us or just people trying to still be different. I okay. Wearing your clothes the correct way is is corny. So I'm going to wear my clothes off my butt so you can see the top of my underwear. Or I'm going to put this dress on because who wants to be normal and dress like... No, it's, it, to me it looks just like it did in all the the uh, Persian or ancient Egypt like looks. That's This nigga got on a sombrero right now. You see what I'm saying? Are you looking, Baylor? Look at your, ball, your paperboard ball, ball cap. I thought we was going to you know, wear props now apparently because she done turned that thing 360 degrees. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> I have a normal person hat on. You have on a fucking sombrero right now. Baylor, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, one thing that Beyonce is not addressing, though, is that there, and Dr. Francis Cress Welsing told us this, there has been an attempt to emasculate the black man. And what you're not, what you didn't address was the genderless aspect of some of the clothing that a lot of the lead hip-hop artists which in which essentially are lead pop artists because hip hop and pop is now the same damn thing as far as music goes as far as who listens to what they're they're dressing genderless can't have it both what? ways Kunta you cannot have it both ways you can't say that black people are the start of pop culture and everybody's following them and then say that only black people are being influenced by something to to force them to be genderless if black people are the start of pop culture and we influence the world and we're dressing like bitches then that means the world is dressing like bitches but that is not you can't have the argument on both sides you can't it's not a zero sum game at some point black what? people were the innovators of culture at some point the powers that be decided to try to influence that culture they're not mutually exclusive you can have oh this is cool this is a cool thing happening in atlanta all right let's expound on that and also add in your own agenda if you are say i don't know who is the man if you say a, a music mogul you know you're running a music company or say you are part of of, a, of an actual conspiracy to try to emasculate Black men. Oh, well, you should wear this. This is cool. Let's get your stylist. Jaden Smith wore a dress for Versace at a fashion show. Let's not forget this shit. Jaden Smith might be a fucking gayfer. Why are you acting like he's got to be the the face of black people? What I'm saying is you you can't on one side, you can't on one side say that this is only directed towards black people and it's it's a conspiracy. And then on the other side also say that black people are the the start and the influence for pop culture because that means that little Johnny and Blake and Biff in the middle America are also going to be influenced by it. So why would they influence to to mess their own people up. That's just ridiculous. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This this whole Johnny racial Blake age. and Biff are are mouth breathers, and they're not a part of the decision making process of the decision makers' family. So they oh. don't care about Johnny and Biff. This is also about population control. We're talking specifically about 
how it seems that black culture has now become genderless. You see a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the main rappers. Kunta, uh, they, Kunta. they're wearing, they're wearing clothing that could go either way. You're doing it again, Kunta. Now you're saying that only the mouth breathers of the white people are are not are, are going to be affected. But guess what? Black people are intelligent too. So only the mouth breathers are going to be wearing in dresses and fucking makeup because if you're a mouth breather, you're a mouth breather. If you're black or if you're white, I'm not ever wearing makeup in a damn dress. And nobody, Jaden Smith or Will Smith, could influence me to do so. That's what I'm saying. It's this is a ridiculous, ridiculous racist argument. That's just not real. Is this Fox News? What the fuck, man? I mean, <laughs> like I said, these two things are not mutually exclusive. There are levels and connections and intersections to what's going on. Top one, there is an agenda. It has been since, since segregation, since the end of slavery, of keeping black people controlled. Period. The end. Now, you may not think that, but most people with any common sense can look at our laws and know that. Part of that agenda is also on population control. How do we keep population control? Well, first, let's imprison most of the men that we can. Check. Next, let's try to emasculate the children, the, the male children. Check. And the fact that Johnny and whoever else and Diego are also getting caught up into this, that's all to the better. That allows people who are in power to stay in power. It's called population control. It starts with black people, but of course it can, it can expand out. These ideas are not exclusive of one another. I don't understand why you don't get that. It can't, doesn't have to be all one thing or the other. It doesn't have to be black or white. Baylor, can you give him a hug? Since we haven't figured out the answer yet, um, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> going to ask this. I'm going to, because it seems like this is going to be an ongoing debate, which is ties into you guys' show, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes we don't get an answer. Yeah. And you and the listeners have to figure what it figure it out on their own. That happens a lot. So so in closing, since we don't know what black culture is, and since we <laughs> can't figure out what we need to throw away and what we need to keep, uh is, nah, there, is, man, is don't it, do that. Is there's there, some things that we should throw away. I know there's some things, but we some. but we got we have to come together and figure out we have to write it all down and figure well, what it out. What do you think, Baylor? What do you think we should throw away? Uh, to stop snitching, stop lying. We got to get rid of the whole basketball and 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 hip hop artist uh, stereotype. I'm I'm sick of that. I'm telling on you. And I can play and I, and I can play soccer. I can play volleyball. When you say you're telling on somebody, and I remember Baylor, you was on another podcast and you mentioned something along the lines that uh, you would you would you would uh, you would oh hell you dry snitch. No no no, uh, I'm not dry snitching. I'm I'm telling the, the I'm telling on you. I'm your name. Your name. I'm pointing. Oh, I'm, so you, oh, oh, you were never going to keep it secret to begin with. That's what you're saying. If you, if you, if we all, if all three of us went out and, and I didn't know I would, I, I wasn't aware that we we're going out to do some type of criminal activity and we got caught and they wanted me to tell on King Kunta and be honest, I'm telling. There is no 48 hours. Good to know, Baylor. Good to know. Thank you for sharing that with Bianas and myself. I really appreciate that. I'm also sure your listeners appreciate knowing that about you. Good to know. Thank you, sir. Right. And Just then knowing South the battle. And and also now, basketball. What were you talking about? Basketball. And then what was that about? Well, you know how back in the day they used to say for us to get out of the hood, we either had to pick up pick up a rock or pick up a mic. That's still true. I don't believe that. Who's getting out of the hood? Obama. How many Obamas are there? Obama was never in a hood. 
Damn, I tried to get away with that one. I knew Beyonce was going to come. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Of but course you, he was in the hood. He just wasn't no. growing up when he was in the hood. Obama was never Luke in the fucking hood. In Chicago. in Chicago. No, he worked in the hood. He was never a hood uh, a prisoner. Well, what about That's our comedians? What, what about our actors? What about them? Yeah. They got out. Well, let me do it this way. Now, what you said about Obama, and let's just assume that he did grow up in the Actually, you know what? Be honest, is dead ass wrong. Obama did grow up in the hood. He spent about uh, a few years in Bali. I don't know if you've been to Bali, but if that don't count as a as a hood or as a ghetto, I don't know what the fuck does. Because they didn't have it when he and his mama was, her, was there in Bali. That wasn't good. That was bad. That was poor. Here's the thing you have to know about people that travel the globe, right? So if there's a person in Bali who can afford to get out of Bali, they probably weren't poor in Bali, unless they came here as an indentured servant of some kind or a slave. That's just not the way the world works. So the people that you see in America that are from somewhere else are the best of the best. So anybody who made it this far is definitely not a hood uh, tr prisoner. Never. I apologize. I, didn't, I don't recall that section in the book. Uh, how his mother met the guy from Bali. I don't know if she met him there or where, but the way he wrote it in the book seems to be he lived basically on a farm and not a very nice farm, but ever what. So there are people that can um, transcend their surroundings and get out, period. But those are exceptions. And I guess what we're saying, or Baylor, and you correct me if I'm wrong, how do we <clears throat> normalize that there are more than one alternative to get out of the hood other than rapping, well, the first, having the, a good jump the, shot. The first two people that popped in in, in my head was Obama because I tried to get the people with that one. But also Chris Rock. Mm. Oh, where's Rock from? I don't know his story. He's New York He's New York, and he's a high school dropout. So he's a, he's a double exception. Mm. Good for him. But yeah, he had that in his stand-up though about how he had to, you know, you know, climb mountains, almost fly to get in his neighborhood in New Jersey. And he lives right next door to an orthodontist. Not a special orthodontist, not just a regular orthodontist. So I, I get it. But but Baylor, you know, there there are a lot of, and Beyonce and I disagree about on this often. There are a lot of systemic um, challenges and obstacles that you get off the rip when you come out of your mama's womb with a tan. And so I believe... Like affirmative that, action, you mean? Like that that um, disadvantage? Yeah, it's, it's like the, negative, like the, it's the opposite rule. of affirmative action. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the opposite of affirmative action. Yeah, it's the opposite of white privilege. You come out, oh, shit, I'm black. I got a big dick, though. No, when you come out the womb and, go. You, and you have that, you're, Here we go. You're already, you already have some challenges that, you know, a lot of people may not have purely based on this color of your skin. And you have to understand that when you're dealing with those challenges... You can only, let me rephrase, most people only aspire to surpass a dream if a seed's been planted. So you have a lot of basketball and rap seeds of dreams that have been planted. True. So what we really need to do is plant more seeds of people being successful. And be honest, hates this black girl magic hashtag and this black excellence hashtag. But part of that is showing new seed, planting new seeds of new ways to be, you know, to be the best you, they have absolutely nothing to do with dribbling a basketball, running a football, 
oh, or man. dropping a high 16. Baylor, well, that's where we have to start right there then, Baylor. That's the thing. We have to stop using black girl magic and black excellence as something that's a little bit better than mediocre. So it's like black mediocrity is black excellence and black girl magic. That's something we need to get rid of in our culture. Another thing we need to get rid of is the double standard. So if you're saying that I was disadvantaged when I was born, but I had a big dick, you're also perpetuating this bullshit because you know good and damn well that everybody black don't have a big dick. If you're, if you're willing to accept that, though, if you're willing to say that, then when white people say that the bell curve is real, you have to also say that's, re- that's okay, too. That was a joke, be honest. It, I believe that it was It wasn't funny. That was poor taste. That that's, really, you, of all people, say, get rid of the black girl magic hashtag, and you're talking about poor taste, calling it <laughs> black mediocrity, that's that, but I'm poor it taste. It is. Really. A, nigga, a nigga pay for his, his child support on time. That's black excellence now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Black girl magic no, is... Fuck, that's not black excellence. <laughs> Five black doctors who just graduated med school is black excellence. And you know how many white it's doctors like, there are? You know, how many Indian, you know how many Indian doctors there are? They're not like Indian excellence. No, they're not. They're just fucking... <laughs> I don't know. I don't they're follow just doctors. Twitter, they're just doctors. Black people swear that when they do it, oh man, I'm a doctor. I can't. I got no. It's you know how many slums there are in India, my dude, and they still become doctors. Country. Like, give me a break. Do you see? You how, do you see just how said to be here from the United States requires you to be the best of the best of the best of your country? I'm talking about in you India. How many Indian doctors there are? But King, really? but King, K, King K, did you realize what we be honest just did? He just he just he just added or I, I wouldn't say added, but he brought up another black culture thing that we do. We celebrate everything. Y'all. Because we ain't had a- <laughs> from graduations oh, Baylor, to, from graduations to release dates out of prison. <laughs> you know what? This ain't gonna help black shit, culture. But I was wa- I was watching uh I was watching a meme or a video. And this woman was thanking God that she had got pulled over and they couldn't find her warrants and they were all gone and she had several of them. Yeah, you shouldn't celebrate shit. I mean, Black shit girl like magic. That. <laughs> shit like she didn't use the hashtag. <laughs> Baylor, you know, it's a common sense approach. There, there are things that should not be celebrated. You know, that the, the sin, getting out of jail. Okay, was he wrongfully committed? Then yeah, that's something to celebrate. Getting out of jail because you know you did something, you did do, you did do it, and you got and you got off of good behavior. I mean, your family's probably happy you came back, but no, that's not black excellence. So, reinserting common sense and having higher standards in the black community is something we need to try to do. One of the people that one of the one of the organizations I follow that seems to try that seems to say that at least they say it. I don't know how often they do it. And you know that's a lot of the brothers of the nation of Islam. It just is what it is. They they always are advocating for high moral standards and to do better and for excellence. None of those brothers that I follow on social media give a damn about what happened in the election because they understand that when President Obama was president, black people were being shot with on body cam and nothing was happening. Trump is president, black people being killed in malls and nothing's happening. So they 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 want us. Or at least they, the message is to to look for something better from a moral perspective, and you know maybe that's something we got to try to do. Put back morality into what we're looking for, and uh, put back morality into what we expect, and try to be better. Maybe even be best. I know, be honest, you like that one. Well, that's your first lady. Well, my my issue with that is though we have to also also take into account that everybody black is not being trampled on. 
I think that there's there's an idea that everybody who's black is getting trampled on by the system and by white supremacy and all these things. And the fact that you mentioned that black people were being shot when Obama was in president and black people being shot when Trump was president. Well, guess what? I hate to say it, but white people are getting shot as well. Oh, this nigga changed hats. Oh. He changed hats, Baylor. <laughs> he went. He went full Texas Ranger on us. So <laughs> since since we can't, we're still in disagreement. Uh, I can't even say a goddamn word now. Um, we're not disagree- We're sorry, not agreeing Baylor. right now. So with that said, if if we don't have a if we don't have a, a, an answer, is there a such thing as culture vulture? Absolutely. I talk to Be Honest about this every goddamn day. Be Honest wants to invite a culture vulture on our show. Be Honest, tell, tell the people out there who don't know who, you, who you've extended an open invitation. I'm talking about Amethyst. Tell, tell them about Amethyst, please. Uh, what My boo, Iggy Azalea. I think she'd be a great guest. <laughs> that's a culture vulture. That's, a, that's exactly... She's not a culture vulture. <laughs> that's just how she talk. Uh, it doesn't, she rap, who who talks like rap they rap? Nicki, Nicki Minaj doesn't talk like she raps. Even didn't talk like she raps. Uh, Sir Mix a lot doesn't talk like he raps. A culture vulture. If you want to get real deep with it, okay. So everybody who's everybody who's an artist is a culture vulture. Then no, come on, white man. people are. Come on, Take man. A little pump. So you tell oh, me. Oh, Takeshi six nine seven eight five nine er. Okay, I started listening to his album. I told the people last week I was going to try to. And you know when I stopped? Not because the music was horrible, because he said nigga. I was like, what? wait the fuck, hold up. To me, to me, okay. to me, Iggy Azalea's voice is doper than every other female artist right now. To me. That's, you don't to mean me. that. And it's her fake voice, but everybody's voice is a fake voice. I've been in the oh, studio with artists, and you have to have a character. You have to have a voice. Otherwise, you sound like just you talking, and nobody wants to hear that on, on the record. So you have to have a character. So if she comes in with a dope voice, which I think does sound good, some of her records even sound good. Then I say, you know what? I like that. Now, you're saying culture vulture, but I happen to know of a Staten Island group that was all into kung fu and all kind of shit. Now, what, no, what the whoa. fuck you will not? No, what, you will not do that. African no, island, what African island? What African province? The fuck Man, with. you better protect your neck. <laughs> what African <laughs> province? What African province do you know of that Man, was doing kung fu? Stand by, stand by. I'm not shit. done. I'm not done, nigga. Stand by. Then, then you go into you go into the other the other boroughs, right? These niggas all want to be gaudy and motherfucking. Uh, Al Capone and shit. They got. They even named themselves after that. Black folks have been stealing from people forever. Stop that culture vulture bullshit. Everybody is an appropriator of the things that they like. I saw on Instagram the other day. I don't get on Instagram much. I saw a Japanese or Asian dude with oh bone straight hair mm-hmm. come out looking like he had the uh, the Jimmy Butler nappy the nappy box. This and I'm like, true. well, goddamn. This is true. Is it Jeremy Lin. <laughs> no, he could have. He could have been a relative though. He looked like a nigga. I ain't gonna lie. He looked like a blazing instantly after whatever, however long it took to do them little naps or whatever. This nigga got on the Santa Claus head. Hey, but look, though, the thing I'm trying to say is that black people are very good at taking someone else's culture and then calling foul when Bo Derek wears braids or when Iggy Bullshit. Azalea gets ass shots and starts looking better than some black chicks at doing the dance. Because we can't had, they have great on shit. Never. We can't never have nothing. We what can't do, have what, any damn thing. What did we have? What are you talking about? What Anytime did, we come up with anything creative, it's gone. What? Ta- I, if you didn't hear my Takashi 6 9 why I couldn't finish his album, he, that, this dude whose name might be Diego, I don't know what his name is. I'm getting them all the littles mixed up. Racist. He's dropping in bombs. 
No, no. One of the littles name is, is Diego. It might be little Zan. Now that I think about it. <laughs> he's dropping in bombs on his albums. Who told him this was okay? Baylor, do you he's have not a pro- black? He's not. I mean, he's not black. He's not Puerto Rican. Baylor, do you he's have not a, Dominican? <laughs> Baylor, do you have a problem with Iggy Azalea rapping? Nah, hell yeah, he does. Nah, nah. Um, I, you like it? Do I like it? I mean, I'm not saying that she puts out great music, but I don't Me have either. A pro- I, I, don't, I don't. I don't have a problem with her. She's mm. she's one of the she's one of the few art, artists that I don't have a problem with actually. Mm. Did you have a problem uh, with Rachel? She do have a problem with. Did you have a problem with Rachel Dolioso pretending she was black? I didn't. I thought that was. Man, I, I thought it was funny make, actually. It was. I funny. bet she gonna make some greens. I bet she smelled like cocoa butter. <laughs> at, at what point do we appreciate rather than get upset at people trying? I appreciate to Rachel Dolezal. Share or steal the culture. I appreciate Rachel Dolezal. She was the chair of the NAACP and was it Washington or Seattle? She was working on the front lines for black issues. No. And she I, got lost. She no, got stuck in there. No, so no sir. No, sir. That's not going to go over on Baylor. Baylor, don't let that shit happen now. You and me are both in the slack, Baylor. Now, we both remember when King Kunta started his tirade against Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> now this nigga talking about he appreciates her? Come on, man. Why? Be honest. We trying to make a podcast here. What are you doing? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm a truth seeker. And that is why we are not going to let that happen. Baylor, shut it down, Baylor. Over 40 minutes. We still on in a nice place. King Kuta, over 40 minutes now, we still haven't figured out what black culture is, what we need to eliminate, the whole nine. Because it looks like... And that's the fucking problem. It, that's the problem. But this, is, that's but the this problem. is the solution. This is the solution. I knew we weren't going to get anything figured out on my podcast. That's why I want to tell my listeners, go and listen to Black on, black on Both Sides. So we can continue well, this on that platform. I appreciate that, sir. But I also want to say, if you ever decide to turn this into a duo, I don't know, be honest, it's made some really uh, harsh comments about me uh, in front of company today, <laughs> over and over again. I, and I do believe he put me in the bottom 10 of our, of our GE. Thir- I'm not mistaken, I'll have to go back and listen to this. But, but te- that's te- my, technically, my he said heard. 33%. You would be the 33%. That's what my hearing ass ears heard was... Okay, so no, this is definitely uh, something that we have to take to you guys' platform because this is what you guys do. I don't have to turn it into a du- uh, a, a duel at all because uh, I think before we even uh, before I even introduce you guys, you, you was already disagreeing with each other. There, there, <laughs> therefore, therefore, <laughs> we're going to exp- can we explain to them what the slack is? Because I I tell people. Uh, you know, during my shows, especially with Jamie Mack, if I have somebody on that's affiliated with the uh, the, the Rare Science Network, that we have this Slack room. And people don't understand how important the Slack room has been to my life, King Kuta's life. Exactly. Uh, yep. We are one big family mm-hmm. that we all have problems and we all talk about it every day. Mm-hmm. If matter of fact, if I'm not active in the Slack, like when I say active, I don't mean hi, bye. I mean if I don't get more than five messages, I feel like you know I was sick or I was absent. And if when I want to go back in there, I'm expecting somebody to say, "Where you been, Kunta?" But that's 100 percent correct. It's a family. Uh, now on our on back on both sides, we talk about the Slack quite often uh, because you know we want to interact with our with our 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 listeners, and that's the best way to do it. Uh, although it's a tight family, 
you know, we take we 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 take pretty much anybody. Yeah. Anybody can send an email get in the slack. I don't think I don't think you could get any weirder than the folks that we have inside the slack. But I love them all. Yeah. Well, most. Oh, okay. There's two. There's two I could do without. <laughs> be, honest, be honest, I know I have to work on this, but um if you if <laughs> if you can, if you can give your uh your details and from your from your point of view on the slack and on on black and both sides and of course the no nonsense show well i think that the uh, verse on its network in all r a r e s o n a n c e dot com is we we house very diverse opinions and very diverse i think the shows are pretty diverse as well as you can see uh Baylor's listeners black on both sides is a much different show than Baylor's is and for the for our our listeners who are going to be listening to this this is a different show as well um mm-hmm. i think that the entire network we house a lot of different mostly black opinions and they're all different so black on both sides is me and King Kunta going back and forth but i think in the slack what happens is the listeners get to be a part of that argument as well. So it's not just about the show. It's about the listeners. And it may be the the differentiator between our network and our shows and other shows is that everybody is a part of it. So if you do become a member of the Slack room, which all it requires is you send an email to admin at rarsonics.com or just going to one of the, the, uh, the shows and leaving us a comment and saying you want to be part of it, is that you're going to be part of the show. You're going to be part of the weekly dosage of all of this. Because, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but Monday we have Black and Both Sides come out. Tuesday we have No Nonsense Show come out. Wednesday we have uh, Open Run with BTG, the sports show, and Music Love Life that comes out. Thursday we have BTG for President that comes out. Friday we have the premium show of No Nonsense Show and the after show called What We Learned. Also, throughout the week, we have different premium episodes that come out as well. Now, premium is your ability to support the network. For $4.99 a month, you can sign up at rarescience.com slash register, and you can get access to all of the extra shows, including the archives. Now, if you're listening to Baylor the Great Show, and you've been listening for a while, you recognize that we're in the, what, mid-60s now, Baylor? Yeah. First of all, first first of all, I want to say uh, congratulations, Baylor, because you are you are knocking this shit out, man. I I think that you are hot. You are very active in the community. You're on all these shows. You're spreading the BTG brand in, in crazy places. So I, first of all, I want to say congratulations on, on getting to 60 because a lot of shows don't make it that far. Appreciate that. And 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 I, I want to let everybody know that very soon you won't be able to hear all of Baylor's episodes anymore because some of them will be tucked behind the archives. And if they're in the archives, you will have to be a premium subscriber to hear his older shows. So in a, in a nutshell, that's what it is. But you can be part of this, listener, by just being part of the Slack room. We, you, it's an invite only, so I have to have your email. You got to send me your email or send Baylor or send Kunta your email, and we can get you set up. Once you're there, the only rule is you got to keep give a, a real picture of yourself. Yeah, we got to see your face. Show them faces. You government. You got to be a real. You got to be a real person because we give out a lot of personal information in the Slack. It's 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 a, it's a it, intimate social media is what I call it. Yeah. It's intimate it, social media. There's responsibility there because if you hurt someone's feelings, you're gonna have to see them tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. yep. You can't just hide. We might and we might we might hold you in court. <laughs> we might let it go. We might join in. Yep. You never know. But <laughs> yeah. But real but real talk, be honest. Who was the last person you kicked you kicked out of the slack? 
Uh, first, Alley Cat's friend. I don't, I don't remember his name. I had to kick his oh, ass shit. out. I thought oh, that yeah, was he was nobody. a playboy. My bad. Boy. We didn't yeah. set that up right. I thought that was nobody. No, he had his think... ass had to go. Okay, so in the history of Slack, only one person has been removed, and some wild things go on in the Slack. A couple of people hurt left feelings. on their own, though. A couple of people left on their own because their feelings were hurt. Yeah, hey, you know, this is not a, this is not one, you know, a 2018, 19, everybody gets a ribbon. Everybody's opinion matter thing. You have to stand your ground. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I, and I, I wanted to say this too. In the middle of the show, I thought about this. Me and King Kunta used to go at it <laughs> because did we? Yeah, man. Early on, man, we used to go at it because you would disagree with everything, and you was on this pro black. And I'm like, right now, I just want to be all lives matter right now. And you was like, no, this and that, and King Kunta <laughs> cut his foot off, and I, and I was like, no. No, absolutely not. Not not today. And I think I've earned your respect as well as everybody else's. Um, you, know, you got more than my respect, Baylor. That's that's real. That's all some real talk. Um, you know, all I can say is, unlike Kanye, you know, the world's a different place when you take your meds. Yeah, Just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and again, like he said, if if, if you become a Slack member, remember remember these two things. Uh, you can't you you can't come in there soft. Not at all. And the second thing is, if you walk away from your phone for more than two or three minutes, you'll come back to 250 plus messages. <laughs> so once you can add a third, go ahead. The third is ask questions. Don't just go after OGs because she might get a whole a whole posse coming after you, and that could contribute to those 250 messages. So you know, come, don't be don't be a punk. But at the same time, you know, you might want to ask around. About who, yeah, who's who, you up. have to know the personnel in there. You have to know the roster because if you if you, if you jump in there and start talking about people, you don't know who those people are married to, who they belong to, what gang they from, or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful, you know, because this it's, it's nationwide. No, it's international. It's actually international. Yeah. So I haven't seen a. Uh, Old boy from was it Switzerland? I ain't seen heard from him in a minute. Oh yeah, we we're we're worldwide too. We have a couple of people that aren't even in the states. That's kind of cool. So said international. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Black culture. So one thing that <laughs> that, that I mentioned earlier is is what I need to work on is closing the show. And at the end of the no nonsense show, they have the the perfect ending or closure, and and that is what be honest because I can I can never get it right. You didn't get it right, and Jamie Mac punk ass didn't get it right last shame, week. How? But shame on him though, How because he, he's a Scotty Pippen the of show. he's a Scotty Pippen of the not, uh, of the No Nonsense Show. We are four hundred and sixty something episodes in. It's the we drugs. started doing. We created that ending uh, probably around the twenties. So that means for about four hundred and I say twenty episodes, four hundred forty episodes, we've been saying this at the end of every single show, and I think well. I think that everybody on the show should know it at least. <laughs> well, they can if, if they if they Nathan nice all the damn time. Yeah. Well, anyway, so the, I just I just dropped I just dropped something you would only know if you were in the Slack. Yeah. I'm not going to shout out to Nathan the Nathan Nice. Out. He's the only cat that will have you on his show and then get mad because you're not on his show, but he already invited you. <laughs> or or record you on his show and then lose the show for three years and then miraculously find it three years later and put it out like it's new information. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, the ending to the No Nonsense Show is keep supporting us, keep interacting with us, and we'll keep bringing the nonsense because we realize that sometimes people just need to laugh. And then we say till next time. Till next time.